Good morning, my friends. Top of the morning to you. Matt Major, Matt Major Show. Coming to you live right here on Twitch TV. We're back at it again, my friends. We've got all kinds of interesting topics to get into today. Right off the bat, as you may have seen in the title screen, there's some news on Andrew Cuomo. And in my personal opinion, doesn't look great for him. We're going to see how that goes. We've also got all kinds of other news going on. We've got an update from some experts on when they think the pandemic may end or when normal may happen again. I'm using air quotes if you're listening to the podcast. Jack and Mo Cooking Show checking in on the Twitch chat. Thanks for joining us this morning, Jack. We have been incredibly slammed with a number of different things, but I, I promise we will be booking Jack soon so we can get on here and talk about some incredible and easy meals that uh, you can make. That's kind of what the Jack and Mo cooking show is all about. Check that out on Facebook if you haven't seen it yet. Jack's pumping out all kinds of cool content for parents and families and folks that just want to make some simple tasty meals at home it's a very wholesome thing he's got going on you're killing it jack so let's just dive right in right we'll get our we'll get our graphics going here so here's the thing a little a little, I guess, pretext or, or whatever you want to call it. I personally have, I guess you'd say, defended Governor Cuomo in the past. And I probably will continue in, in different areas. And what I mean by that is what you will see in New York and in other parts of the country is Governor Cuomo being... Uh, attacked and everything being overblown for literally everything, right? And, and I, that's probably par for the course for every governor in every state. But he's got haters that literally everything he does, even things that are good for the state, they find some way to bitch about. Okay, that's normal. Sometimes those are legitimate bitches, right? Sometimes he legitimately did something wrong. It's legitimately something to, to gripe about, and that happens quite a bit. He's a neoliberal. He carries the water for these establishment Democrats. But at the same time, he's one of the few that also understands how to, at the very least, pander to progressives. And he's gotten some progressive things done in the state of New York. It's undeniable. Gay marriage, he was a big part of years ago. Supposedly, he wants to legalize marijuana. I mean, he... He's always personally been opposed to it, but he seems to have taken the now logical approach that even though this isn't really my thing, I see the benefit in it. And he, he claims, although it hasn't happened yet, he claims that he's he's supporting and in, in legalizing that. You know, there's a lot of other things. Bail reform. There's, there's, there's a lot of things good that the man has done. And given those facts... 
you know, I have a hard time just straight up bashing. And this is the problem. This is the problem of not turning your fucking phone off. This is the problem that a lot of people have is everything is very binary. Everything is very team sport. You're either the best guy in the world who can do no wrong or you're total trash, right? That's, that's, that's the way a lot of people see it. I don't see things that way, and I'm sorry. And, you know, in, in one aspect, I think it's because I have a lot of empathy for people. I mean, traditional bleeding heart. You know, and the other thing is, is I'm just a realist because I see a lot of these attacks that are, are just not based in fact, right? Whether I think the guy's a dick or whatever, everything is drastically overblown. And so... Recently, we had this this nursing home, or I guess currently, right? I don't think that nursing home thing is nearly the thing that a lot of people make it out to be. And that's just facts. This is not pining for him. The reality is, hiding the numbers was absolutely 100% wrong. There's, there's no debating that. They know that. They've admitted that. But that situation wasn't going to take him down. You know, and you got people, every Republican in the, in the state, no matter what their office, calls for his resignation or calls for him his powers to be removed. Yeah, that's that's just par for the course. Like, that's not, that has no weight. They call for him to resign every day over everything. And when you look at it, when you look at that particular, that nursing home situation, you see people, Cuomo killed grandma. I don't agree with that. Just straight up. Don't. The facts don't pan out. The reality is people were sent, discharged rather, from the hospital and they were sent home. Their home happened to be a nursing home. And the inevitable happened. I don't know what else you could do. And anytime people, you know, get into this conversation, they talk about Cuomo killed grandma because he sent all those people back to the nursing homes. He didn't send anybody anywhere. People were discharged. But my question for these folks is always, what should he have done then? What would be the better alternative? They usually completely lock up at that point. They have zero answer. And then once in a while you'll get some like nonsense answers. Send them to another place. Send them to a hotel. Uh, great, you have to staff those people. People are in a nursing home because it's full-time care. They have nurses and aides all the while. You can't just send them to a Motel 6 for a couple of months by themselves. So, you know, again, the idea that there was any choice or decision, maybe there was, and I'm not ruling that out. I'm not saying that there wasn't a better option. But when folks argue... They can't seem to point out a better option. I'm not sure what a better option would have been. I mean, it's, it's a plain and simple thing. When you're discharged from the hospital, you go home. This was their home, right? Yeah, Artie says, you know, you could have left them in the hospitals that were near or over capacity. And, yeah, I've heard those those type of arguments, too. I've heard people talk about the uh, the Navy ship that we had in New York City that we barely used. 
and I see people blame Cuomo for that, had nothing to do with Cuomo. The state had no control whatsoever over who came on and off that ship. That was a Navy thing. And the Navy originally didn't even want people that had COVID. They sent this hospital for COVID and said, we don't want no COVID patients in this thing. It's literally what happened. But the thing about that as well is, you know, keep in mind, many nursing homes in my area are former hospitals. There is, in many cases, almost nothing different from a floor in a nursing home to a floor in a hospital. You get just as many people coming and going. You get just as many people in rooms. You get just as much illness floating around. So even if you could do that, even if you could continue to take up beds in a hospital for people that would otherwise be discharged, even if that was a reasonable thing to do, I don't see how it would make any difference. Unfortunately, the only thing that would have helped these people, the only thing that would have kept Grandma alive, is if Grandson took her back home. Unfortunately, these people are in, in group, congregate places, where every type of virus, the flu every year, goes through them like wildfire. That is unfortunately the reality of dealing with an elder, compromised community. That's that's what we have here. So if you wanted to do anything better, you needed to open it. You know, it goes to the, the, the immigration attack. Well, you're going to open up your home? Literally the only thing that we could have done better, that I believe is send people from the hospital to an individual house, not back to a nursing home. But again, even that, you know, you can give people shit for maybe not taking care of their family, but that's not even always the case. People may be not even qualified to take care of their family. That's why they're in nursing homes with professional medical nurses attending 24-7. You know what I mean? But my point of this, this whole situation is that thing, that fire for Governor Cuomo, I don't think is anything. I don't think it was going anywhere. I think he's going to get a lot of shit for it. I think a lot of his opponents would and will always bang the drum of how horrible it was. And he killed Grandma, even though that's not, again, in my assessment, what happened. But it wouldn't change much. And and there's some data, some polling that's come out that kind of reflects that view a lot of people think that he did something wrong by, by hiding the data, but they don't think he did anything criminal. His approval rating has taken a couple of hits. But one of the most ironic headlines that I saw was Cuomo's approval rating drops to pre-pandemic levels. Well, before the pandemic, he won the last election with over 60% of the vote. So it's not really like he's hurting. But then... Then we got this other thing. The thing that's on the screen. He's now been accused of sexual harassment. And I don't know that anybody questions the credibility of this, this except maybe him. But uh, this is very credible. This is very damning. And uh, let, me, let me pull up the actual story here and give you some of the details. Let's see if we can blow it up a little bit. Ex-Cuomo aid publishes account of sexual harassment. Lindsay Boylan, she's a former candidate 
for uh, Congress, former Cuomo staffer, uh, one, one of the top people. <clears throat> she accused him of uh, sexual harassment in December, and you might have heard there was, there was some talk of this, but they did a good job of kind of tamping it down. On Wednesday, though, she published a detailed account of the harassment. Here's what she said. We were flying home from an October 2017 event in western New York on his taxpayer-funded jet. From there, Boylan fires off anecdotes about having her whereabouts tracked, physical comparisons to Cuomo's ex-girlfriend, offers to play strip poker. She said he showed off a box of cigars given to him by President Bill Clinton, touched her lower back, arms, legs, kissed her on the lips after a meeting. This is this is bad. I, I do want to just point out, though, that I find it a little humorous that we can throw in the sentence, she said he showed off a box of cigars given to him by President Clinton. That's the entire sentence. And yet we all know that's a sexual thing. That's how fucked this is. She goes on to detail a lot of these things. She said she's sharing her story in the hopes that it may make it easier for others to speak their own truth. I think this is a key key thing, and it speaks to my overall thesis here. King Andy is fucked. Because what typically happens in these situations is where there's smoke, there's fire. And it's almost never just one person. There's There's... You know, obviously exceptions to what I'm saying, but almost every time you find someone like this in a position of power who treats one woman this way, he's probably treated many, many others. And if this breaks the dam and they do come out, as Miss Boylan is saying that, that she hopes happens, he's fucked. He's done. And, and deservedly so, don't get me wrong. I, I'm not trying to say that anything other than that. This is... This is bad. And... Uh, you know, the, the thing about it, and this is an interesting passage. This is from her, her writings on the topic. Governor Cuomo has created a culture within his administration where sexual harassment and bullying is so pervasive that it is not only condoned, but expected... His inappropriate behavior towards women was an affirmation that he liked you. That you must be doing something right. He used intimidation to silence his critics. And if you dare speak up, you would face the consequences. Now, that statement right there is going to be one of the least shocking statements ever. Right? Because he's well known for being an intimidating guy and, you know, throwing around the rough language and, and you you hear that from we just heard that earlier this week from a, a democrat if the stream hicked up uh, hiccuped right there i don't know i don't know what's going on but it'll all be in the uh, podcast looks like twitch is being weird we know he uses intimidation you know so the credibility of claims like this not not really all that in question. Yes, <clears throat> Governor Cuomo sexually harassed me for years. 
Many saw it and watched. This was the original tweet in December that she put out. I could never anticipate what to expect. Would I be grilled on my work, which was very good, or harassed about my looks, or would it be both in the same conversation? This was the way for years. Again, if there's one, there's others. And when the others come, oh boy. The next question in the next conversation, and that might be for another episode, is who do we get if Cuomo disappears? Obviously, there's a lieutenant governor. There's a you know a process, but we might look into that because that might be a real possibility. There's a good chance, in my opinion, that this situation is going to come to a head and Governor Cuomo is is not this is not one he's going to weather. I could be mistaken. There are people that have weathered worse. But you know, there's also some precedent in the state of New York. We had Governor Spitzer got caught with a prostitute towards the end of his term. Had to go. So I I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. What I hope is that whoever replaces him is not a step backwards. And again, this is the thing that, that I say before. And unfortunately, like, I've been unfriended by people for not hating this man enough. I've been unfriended for speaking honestly when he did something right, and I said, hey, that was the right way to go. And the response was, you asshole, he's a piece of shit. How dare you talk about a particular action that he took? That yes, even I like. I don't subscribe to that bullshit. I'm, I'm going to call it as we see it. And I'm more interested in the policy, in the actions, than the guy. I could take or leave the guy. And, and, you know, I say this because I can clearly see that I've come off as somebody who has defended him many times. But it's not because I'm some Cuomo superfan. It's because I'm discussing the reality of the issue, just like I am today. And the reality of the issue is... This is fucking shitty, deplorable behavior. And it's probably going to end his career. In my opinion. In my in my estimation. As of today. Tomorrow could be totally different. But. Looks like we've got a convo going on here in the chat. What's going on? Jack says, I don't think accusation, although credible, is going to affect him much. It should, but I don't think it will. Look at the accusations Trump had against him. He still got elected. And, and Artie responded to that. Look at the history of these accusations against the right are resoundingly refused by the right. So there is only support from the left. Accusations against the left are treated seriously by the left. Yeah. So both of you have valid points. And, and I think this is an important thing to say. And Artie is absolutely right. <clears throat> you really can't compare Trump to, well, you can't compare Trump to anything. Trump is an enigma. Trump is a guy who literally has gotten away with insurrection. Motherfucker got people to attack our capital and run the fucking Confederate flag, something that never happened during the Civil War, around our Capitol building. 54% of the Republican Party still supports him over anybody else. Trump, Trump is not an example to compare to anything, first of all. Okay, we can look at a lot of Republican governors. And obviously that, for many reasons, would be, I think, a better comparison. But in those cases, 
You have a lot of guys that did things similar or worse and said, fuck you, I ain't going anywhere. And they stayed. You've also seen people on the right who've gotten caught in these things and left. The the Democrats are generally much more aggressive about this. I mean, you know, Al Franken got run out of town for doing far less than this. And, and I'm not going to debate that particular matter, but the reality is that was led by his own team. I don't think the Republicans even had to say much. Our own New York Senator Gillibrand led the charge to get rid of Senator Franken. I'll be interested to see if she has the same reaction for Governor Cuomo. For what, in, in, in my opinion, all shitty behavior. But in my opinion, the, the Cuomo thing would be quite a bit worse. There is a scale to things. There is a, everything is bad, but then there's still degrees of bad. So, I, I don't know. And like I said, Jack says Biden's accusations were not taken seriously by the left. That's a reasonable argument to make. Although, though, there's... There are some more. De- there are a lot of people that took those very seriously. Um, unfortunately, Joe Biden's accuser. Uh, there's some issues there, and 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 again, I'm not going to get into that or attack that or or make any claims one way or another. But that also goes back to what I'm saying. That was one person, and what I'm saying with Cuomo here is, if this one person turns into an avalanche of people. That is what's going to fuck him. Uh, you might be right. This one story, if it stays at this one story and this this one woman, unfortunately, even though he he might deserve to go down, even for just one person, that might not take him. But but I think there's a good possibility that the dam will break, and and that's it. So I I think there's some interesting things afoot. And again, I I could be wrong. He could very well weather the storm, and even get reelected. That's a valid possibility that I will not discount. But again, if Lindsay is not the only person, there's there's trouble in King Cuomo's court. Let's talk about something else. What do we got next? Oh, yes. Other good news. The fight against $15 an hour. Keyword there is against. We need to raise minimum wage in the United States. The federal minimum wage, and just just for a little point of reference, a lot of people get this mixed up. There's a federal minimum wage, and then there is a, in most places, state, and sometimes even more local, minimum wage laws. The federal minimum wage and the places where they go by just that, is $7.25 per hour. Think about that for a second. Imagine doing an hour of labor, and someone hands you less than a cost of a value meal. It's, it's not livable. Forget about, forget about wants. There's no place in the United States, anywhere, we're working full time at that minimum wage. We'll even pay the rent. It's 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 a joke. 
So for years now, we've been saying, well, we got to get it to 15. The reality is 15 isn't, isn't enough. If we were inflation-tied wage, if the wage actually went up with the price of everything else, which would make rational sense, it would be somewhere in the mid $20 an hour. Somewhere between 22 and 25 depending on which economist you read. We're asking for 15 Can we just get to, like, a little better? And by the way, we haven't raised it in well over a decade. Now, of course, the arguments are, well, prices will rise, and that'll wipe out all the gains. Great, except for the fact that prices have already risen. Every day. Every year. Prices are rising, while wages are not. They're going to rise. No matter what you do on the wage. That's the part people don't seem to understand. But speaking of things people don't understand, we got good old Senator Romney. And Romney's a guy... I'm going to show you some video from the Hill. Romney's a guy that... He's sort of a wolf in sheep's clothing, right? Recently, he's gotten a lot of pass and a lot of praise, especially from the liberals, because he's got the balls to speak out against Trump and and speak out against what's right. And the thing about it, and I'll give him credit, Mitt Romney doesn't give a fuck. He's, I think, a billionaire. If not, he's quite close to being a billionaire. He's already a retired governor. The dude, he doesn't need any of this shit. He's not on some, like, uh, lifelong clawing at power with everything it takes type of approach like McConnell, like a lot of these guys. Romney's take it or leave it. Here's what I stand for. Here's what I believe in. If you don't like me, don't elect me. I don't give a fuck. And I can respect that. The problem is uh, a lot of people champion that and they champion when he he speaks his mind and they happen to agree. But what they forget is Mitt Romney is an old school hedge fund company destroying conservative. He does not believe in paying people more money. If there was a way for him to pay people less money, Mitt Romney would be for that. This is Mitt Romney. Remember that. So now he and Tom Cotton, some other backward-ass fuck, have decided that, well, listen, $15 is too much. Let's go to $10. Let's hear the clip. Romney of Utah and Tom Cotton of Arkansas on Tuesday rolled out a proposal to increase the minimum wage to $10 an hour over four years and tighten enforcement on hiring undocumented. Over four years? We're going to take four years to add $2.75? Are you fucking kidding me? Documented workers. The bill is a counterpoint to Democrats who are pushing to increase the minimum wage to $15 an hour by 2025. Critics of the Democratic bill said that the quick increase, which would more than double the current $7.25 per hour minimum wage in just four years, would burden small business. 
businesses. A Congressional Budget Office report of the plan estimates that it would lead to 1.4 million fewer jobs, but also lift nearly a million people out of poverty. So that stat right there is another one that a lot of people are, are using and, and confusing because it says it would lead to fewer jobs. And people are, oh my God, see, we're losing all these jobs. We're not losing jobs because companies are going out of business. There are going to be fewer jobs because people aren't going to need two or three of them. When they can work just one full-time job and pay their bills, they're going to quit the second job. But the data records that as a job loss for that second job. But the more important part about that is, the second part of that stat, is that it'll raise people out of poverty. So how do you have less jobs and raise people out of poverty? Well, it's exactly what I just said. They work less jobs to get by. This is all a good thing. People shouldn't have to work three jobs just to pay the fucking rent. I don't know when it became controversial in this company, or in this company, in this country, to say that somebody who works full-time should be able to pay their bills. Nobody's talking about extravagance here. Although, arguably, most workers probably deserve extravagance. Worker productivity in this country has skyrocketed. Corporate profits have skyrocketed because of it. These folks are working harder, they're working smarter, and they're making you more money. Corporate CEOs, record high profits, record high salaries. The people that made that happen, you don't want to give them a fucking raise. They have to struggle. And worse of all, we taxpayers have to pick up the difference. Which is the other argument that I've used for many years for people that are against raising the minimum wage. And I will say, that's really, really nice of you to give such a big handout to the corporations on our dime. When McDonald's and Walmart don't pay their people a living wage, people have to get food stamps and social services. So Walmart doesn't pay them for working full-time. We, the taxpayer, do. Brilliant stance. That's so much better. In the chat, uh, yeah, Artie's talking about, and, and this, this, is, this is an absolute key point. Look at history. Raising the minimum wage, while it's been a while... It's not like it's never happened before. We've had a minimum wage in the United States for a long time. We've raised it many times on the federal level. We've also raised it many times on the local level. Again, as I mentioned, there's different municipalities, different states that have higher wages. Look at them. Look at the history. You will find two things if you do that. One, you will find from the beginning of time, every time this happened, these arguments were here. The arguments for it'll raise wages, it'll kill jobs, it's horrible, 
we shouldn't raise the wage. People beat that drum every single fucking time. Then you can look at the results every single fucking time. They are nothing like all these people are crying about, ever. As they say, a rising tide lifts all boats. We live in a consumer-driven economy. Spending is the gas in our economy's engine. I've said this billions of times now. You need to have people with money to buy products to keep the whole shit afloat. When you give people more money, when you give them raises, they can then spend it. That's how boosts the economy. That's what the stimulus is for. So people have money to spend. That's good for all of us, even if you are not there. Even if you were a business owner, you don't make minimum wage. Well, now you got more people to buy shit in your business. This is good for you. Artie says, Mint is the centrist that uses the right to kill progressive policies. Yes, exactly. Uh, I feel the same way about Joe Biden, which is, again, getting into another topic. But this whole centrist bullshit, we're on everybody's side, is generally the best way to push through conservative ideology. Democrats do that as well. Democrats do that almost better. Jack and Mo says, the argument I get kick out of is McDonald's is already limiting jobs with, with kiosks. The banking industry did that with ATMs and did not have massive layoffs. Grocery has self-checkouts and studies show it's not affected employment. Here's the thing on all those aspects. You're talking about automation. You're talking about evolution. You're talking about, again, similar to when people talk about inflation and, and the costs rising. These technological automation examples that you cite are equally as inevitable. This is the progression of life. It's like time. You can fight against automation, but it's a losing battle. It's going to move forward. The world is going to move forward whether you are on board or not. And has been the case from the beginning. Remember the Industrial Revolution. You know, we used to have to have people hand make literally every item in the world. Then one day a guy invented machines. Things shift. The world shifts. The economy shifts. Those things are going to change. And, and that is not an argument to pay people less money. Like, can you imagine the ridiculousness of this? At the same time, you got to keep in mind that no matter how little you pay them, a machine is always going to be cheaper. Not always. Could be some complicated nonsense, but think of a kiosk. It's basically a PC. Runs 24-7. They buy it once. A few hundred dollar investment. Basically the cost of one week's pay. Purchases that piece of equipment and leaves it there forever. You will never be able to drop people's paychecks unless people can work for pennies an hour to look better than that machine. And you shouldn't. No human should do a job that a machine can do just as easily. What a shitty fucking existence that is. There is more to life 
There is more to being a human being than making money for somebody else so that you can pay your bills. There is. Believe it or not. Jack says, automation creates higher paying jobs in technology. That's exactly what I'm saying. It's it's a shift. Yes, this type of job isn't there anymore. Blacksmith, not really a job anymore. Right? Things shift. New markets open up. These new things, exactly what Jack says, they create new industries. They create new opportunities. That's that's good stuff. And again, it's it's not an excuse to not fucking pay people. There is no excuse to not pay people a living wage. I think that's probably the the most straightforward point ever. Is there is no excuse to not pay people a living wage when they work full time at your company. But man, it, it, it gets worse. This is something I, I wanted to get into, and we're not going to go crazy in-depth on it. I'm going to leave the link so you can check out the full story if you want. But Vice has an incredible story on how McDonald's is working to fight against this $15 an hour. And here's the here's the crazy thing about it. McDonald's secretive intel team. Intel team. Corporation has an intelligence division. They have a MIC CIA. And its job is not to protect against, you know, corporate espionage or or IP theft. No, it's to keep a track on people trying to pay workers more money. It says McDonald's collects strategic intelligence on workers advocating for $15 minimum wage, including how and where the fight for 15 attack attacks their brand. And again, this is from Vice News. Came out yesterday. For years, McDonald's has internally labeled activists and employees working for the Fight for 15 campaign a security threat and has spied on them. Imagine that. We've reached, we've reached the point where corporations have decided they can act like nations and declare someone a security threat which warrants their investigation. Holy fuck. McDonald says they do this because these activities could put the crew and customer safety at risk. Yeah. It's a national security risk. The fast food giant's secretive intelligence unit has monitored its own workers' activities within the movement, which seeks to increase minimum wage to $15 an hour, including using social media monitoring tools, according to two sources who worked at McDonald's and had direct knowledge of the surveillance and leaked documents that explain the surveillance strategy and tactics. A team of intelligence analysts at Chicago and London offices kept an eye on the activities of Fight for 15 labor organizers across the world and figured out which McDonald's workers are active in the mo- in the movement and who they are working with to organize strikes, protests, or attempt for unions. No McDonald's workers are currently unionized. None. The surveillance is particularly notable given the current political battle being Fight for 15, which is... Uh, part of Joe Biden's uh, package. An increase in the minimum wage is broadly popular nationally with both Republicans and Democrats. 
in two-thirds of Americans support raising it to $15. But the Pobo has some sticking points in the legislation. Joe Manchin is a dickbag. He does not favor $15. The minimum wage has been stuck at seven and a quarter for 10 years. What I want to know, McDonald says the, the idea was to figure out their strategy, counter it, find out where the key players are and who they know. This is insane. They're, they're gathering intelligence on their own employees rather than just paying them a living fucking wage. What? Can you, can you imagine this? Can you imagine how much money you have to make to think it's, it's, or, or not even think that it is a financially sound business move to pay people to fight against other people in your, in your own company rather than just fucking pay them. This, this right here shows you why these things are so necessary. It's literal insanity. We've gotten to the point in capitalism where, I don't want to say we've gotten to the point, it's probably been this way for, who knows, forever. But the profits, which keep in mind, are numbers on a screen. Seeing that number get higher every day is more important than human lives. And more important than the economy. This is the thing that truly drives me crazy. As a business owner and a leftist and a person who reads data, treating your workers better, paying them well, keeping them happy, is good for business. It generates more money. It makes them more efficient more loyal, there's less turnover, they work harder, they give a shit. I see a lot of people make these arguments, well, you know, we're not paying $15 and they can't even get a burger right. Why would you? I mean, are you really going to put in maximum effort to get shit on for a company that, that fights to keep you poor? How hard are you going to work for that company? I know I wouldn't give a fuck. I mean, I, I was a teenager who worked at McDonald's. And I didn't give a fuck. Now, at the time, I didn't need it to really pay my bills. You know, I was, I was still a teenager. Still had a place to live with mom. But it's insane. Pay your people more. Put more money in their pocket. Chances are they're going to buy some McDonald's with it. But, you know, what do I know? It's just proven economics that we've seen over and over and over again throughout history. You can easily look up. But sure, everyday working guy who's making just above minimum wage. Take the corporation side. Because that's a fucking bright thing to do. We get just a couple minutes left. Let's see what we got in the news. This is a follow-up to a story we talked about earlier in the week. If you go back and watch the clip of the Matt Major Show where we talk about Facebook banning news in Australia, we gave you the the story that 
Google's approach to this proposed law in Australia was to just pay off the news, which is ridiculous for reasons we mentioned in that episode. Facebook took a much more fuck you approach. Well, they backtracked. And they are now on Google's tip. And they are now just paying off. Facebook now says they will pay $1 billion over the next three years to the news industry. They're literally going to pay these cocksuckers whose businesses have been boosted thanks to Facebook who have been allowed to spread false information thanks to Facebook. Now Facebook is going to give them money for that privilege. Jesus fuck. Jack in the chat. I keep hearing if you want a better paying job, get an education and get a better job. I have two degrees, 20 years experience, could not find a job for six years. And got turned down by McDonald's. Well, yeah, that's the thing. They'll they'll turn you down because you're way overqualified. You know, that's a thing. It's it's insane. But interesting to see Facebook take this turn. I don't I don't know where this will lead us. It worries me. A lot of people are worried about censorship and all these things on Facebook. Things like this worry me a lot more because this is direct big media. We now have payoffs. We now have potentially preferential treatment. This is this is not cool. We'll keep an eye on this and, and watch this shit show as it progresses. Some potentially good news. An Israeli study indicated Pfizer and BioNTech's vaccine for the coronavirus was 89.4% effective in stemming the spread of COVID-19, while early evidence had indicated that the coronavirus vaccines have cut transmission of the virus in addition to preventing illness. Experts have been cautioning that the question required further study. Bloomberg reported the study by Pfizer, BioNTech, and Israel. So, this is this is some great news. Israel has vaccinated the vast majority of their population, the biggest percentage of of anywhere in the world. And they started in December. So they've got a lot of people who have had both doses and they've had a little bit of time to collect data. And the data is very, very promising. There's some stats in here. Hold on. Israel's health ministry said the vaccine was 98% effective in preventing symptoms such as fevers and respiratory issues. 99% effective in preventing deaths or hospitalizations. 99%. That means you can still potentially get this thing. But knock on wood, it probably won't kill you. Or even send you to the hospital. This is is wonderful news. This is what many folks have been telling us that what's going to happen here is this COVID thing, it ain't ever going away. It may be seasonal, it may have flare-ups in the winter times, but it's going to be similar to a flu, where for the most part, we can weather it, we don't have to shut the world down over it, and and we can get on with our lives. And by that same token, there's a, a great piece from The Atlantic a couple days ago, the most likely timeline for life to return to normal. Using air quotes again. And I'll give you a quick synopsis of this here. Basically, what they're saying is spring, right now, nothing's going to change. Expect this to be the same way that we've dealt with for the last year. 
Summer, things start to get better. There is some debate on exactly when, but most people believe, at least by the end of the summer, we will be able to do a lot more typical summertime activities. I don't know that this means concerts. That seems still kind of up in the air. These big events, unfortunately, I don't think are going to happen this summer. But this summer should start to look a lot more like a regular summer. People think it really will start to break in the fall and winter. There is potential for a little bump as the cold weather takes hold again. But we should be getting closer to a situation where it it's just becomes a normal place, like I was saying. It's like a flu. We take precautions. But it doesn't shut the world down. And they believe spring and summer of 2022 will be back to like nothing ever happened. I'm paraphrasing. They don't exactly say that. But they believe that we will be able to be mask-free, have concerts, have indoor concerts, do all these other things. And although that seems far away, this all seems very encouraging to me. Now, the one asterisk, 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 the one caveat to this, all of this, and they mention it many times throughout the article, is all of this bars any unforeseen outbreak of a different variant that really fucks us. There is still the possibility of that. Although these experts, and we can find lots of articles that will sound like that's more and more scary. All of these experts don't really expect that. It's a possibility. But it looks like, fingers crossed, we are on the way out of this mess, which is wonderful news for all involved. And with that, my friends, we've come to the end of another week of the Matt Major Show. I very, very much want to thank everybody for watching and uh, viewing and sharing. Thanks to Tuttle for joining me this week on yesterday's show. It was a good time. Please like, follow, and subscribe everywhere. It's incredibly helpful. If you subscribe on Twitch with your Amazon Prime, it costs you nothing. It's a pretty fucking cool thing to do. And, uh, you know, tell your friends. Whether you agree with my radical leftist takes or you think they're dumb, I'll have you. It's the Mad Major Show. Thanks for joining us.